Lisa Mann, uh, thank you very much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Thank you yeah. very much. No problem. Um, yeah, the other day I saw you post, uh, you know, buy your CD because, you know, you're not making any money right now, obviously, because you yeah. can't go out and do anything. We're, everybody's on lockdown pretty much. And uh, yeah. I did buy a CD. Well, thank uh, you very much. Thank you. And I hope you signed it because I did say to sign it, but I don't know if you did. Or oh, not. yeah, I did. You did? I okay, did. cool. Good. Yes, I did. As you, like, as you can see, I like to uh, collect things and... Yeah, I mostly like autographs. So, yeah. I appreciate that, man. Because, and and frankly, you know, digital streaming is really cool because it's convenient, and you're not, you know, you don't have to have a big wall full of CDs to have <laughs> right. a collection. However, uh, my CD is kind of like the the White Crone, the Poisoner is kind of like um, uh, uh, Sad Wings of Destiny in a way because there's like a couple of songs. That one song goes right into another, and mm. you listen to it digital format, and it goes chop, and right, then the next song. Starts. So it's not like Deep Dreamer Deceiver, where it's like that epic, oh, that high note, and then boom, <laughs> they go into the next song. And uh, it's just like, Meh. you hear that in digital? Right, it's like, yeah. wah, wah, wah. Yeah, that's why there. I hate digital. So, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. No yeah. Mm. Although I did have to listen to your album on digital because you know I was waiting for the actual album to come in the mail. Yeah. So. I yeah. did listen to that today. I listened to that a few times today, and it's a really good album. Well, thank you. Yeah, thank I really you like very it. much. I worked um, really hard. I can tell you did. Uh, yeah. Was that released this year, or was it released yet uh, last year? No, well, it was released uh, February twenty second, actually. Oh, okay, oh, so, so not that long. Yeah, it, it's real. It's it's still pretty new, and uh, yeah, I did. Uh, it took me a few years to do this uh, CD. I wrote songs over actually started in 2016 i started writing songs for for the album and uh i have a a, my husband alan he's a bass player with a a soul artist called sugar ray rayford he records at home he set me up with his home recording uh, and i bought a uh one of those uh roland e-drum kits okay and started writing with the drums i bought a seven string schecter guitar because I play a six-string bass, so I had to have a seven-string guitar. <laughs> you know, I got to have that low B, you know. Right, so I bought yeah. that, and I just started, uh, you know, these ideas. I'd be driving down the road, or I'd be washing my hair, and uh, i just hear melodies. And uh, it, these are all things that were kind of already in there from all my years as a youth, you know, mm-hmm. listening to Iron Maiden and Merciful Fate and Ronnie Dio and Judas Priest and all that stuff. It was all just kind of mixed in there and just started coming out. And I was able to record all that stuff. And then later on, after all the parts were arranged, uh, go in the studio and 
knock it out. Yeah. How long did it take you to actually finish the album? It took about two years of recording because I was just, I'm I'm a full-time blues artist. I'm a contemporary Mm -hmm. blues artist. Yeah. And I gig full time, and and uh, so I was just doing this in my spare time. You know, I released it on my kind of on my own label, and and uh, so I I tried to learn to play the drums well enough to do the drum, <laughs> yeah. and it was not happening. And that's like, oh, that learning curve was just way too steep. There's a guy named Larry Larry London, L O N D O N, and he okay. lives in Salem, Oregon, and he's a drum instructor. And uh, he's phenomenal. He's like he's like the Mike Portnoy of of, of Oregon, you know. Oh, really? So I hired him to play the drums, even though I mapped out the drum parts. You know, I wrote the parts on the yeah. e drums. But uh, oh god, if if you heard those scratch stuff, <laughs> it's embarrassing, man. So he he just killed it on that stuff. And then uh, I um, I did almost all the rhythm and lead guitars, and of course the bass. And the vocals, but I also had uh, there's a uh, guy named Mady Farjami who used to be in a band called Glacier, and uh, he was a friend of mine in high school. And I said, "Hey, man, you wanna you wanna play a couple of leads on here?" And so the first track. Oh, what happened? No, my friend Mady playing oh, you, guitar because you're, you're frozen. Yeah, I, could, I I taught myself how to play guitar. Oh you're shoot, froze. I lost you. Yeah, you froze. Did I, I don't lose? Know what the heck that was. Yeah, you did. That was really weird. So did you. <laughs> that was weird. Yeah, I don't oh, know where it froze. So. I don't know. Well, you're just talking about the, your guitarist, uh, the the guitar oh, player. The guitar so. player. Yeah. So yeah, I played most of the guitars, but he played these leads on the first track, "The Dream of Tiamat," and uh, "The Seven Gates to Hell," which is the Venom cut. And man, he, you know, <laughs> I taught myself how to play guitar to make this record but there was no way i was i could play i can't play like him it's just forget it so we all went to opal studio here in portland oregon and uh just over time just multi-tracked it knocked it out knocked it out kevin hans the engineer over there opal and he's a musician too so sometimes he'd say well you know this needs one more guitar part i don't have enough parts moving parts i thought all right let me you know and then i'd come up with something else and Mm -hmm. it, it was it was a lot of fun yeah. something I did in my spare time. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, I was reading up a lot about you. You you did start out as a blues player. Um, what made you start as a blues player instead of a, a metal uh, musician? I, I actually started out as a rock musician and a metal oh, musician. As a youth, I started out playing, playing metal. And okay. I was actually the first bass player in a crossover band called Dead Conspiracy. And uh, we did a few gigs in Portland. And uh, when I was <clears throat> still too young to stay in the bar on the break, <laughs> I joined Top 40 and I started working Top 40 and Top 40 rock bands. And I did that okay. for many years. And I played in Seattle during the, in the, in the <laughs> 90s. And, and uh, then I moved back to Portland. And uh, Portland has a really solid blues scene. So uh, I started working in that scene, worked with my friend Sonny Hess. Uh, there's a blues harmonica player, legendary guy named Paul DeLay. I played with him for a little while. And uh, it, it it was kind of like, you know, because when I first started playing, it was um, like uh, Deep Purple and Led Zeppelin Cream. And so a lot of those bass lines is like, 
oh yeah okay so we weren't playing a willie dixon song i'm like i know this song man this is, <laughs> i thought it was a led zeppelin song but apparently it's a willie dixon song so right, that's yeah. how i got into that and then i started writing my own music and producing my own albums and won a couple of blues music awards and you know i've had a lot of great success as a blues artist but i never lost my love of metal never yeah. lost my love of that and i actually torment my my blues bandmates you know, actually, they love it, too. They love metal, too. So we'd be, you know, singing along with Sad Wings or, you know, I'd be playing Ghost, Maiden, Dio, you know, right, even yeah. just extreme metal, but Chushka <laughs> and stuff, driving down the highway, going to our blues gig. <laughs> <coughs> well, you know, there's, there's, you know, some bands, like even um, on the Black Album, on Metallica's Black Album, they, they did a lot of blues on that album, too. So there is always... I think blues in a lot of metal anyway, you know, so it does, it always, it does work, you know? Yeah. That's, that's how black Sabbath started. They were playing. I was just going to say black Sabbath too. Exactly. That's right. But for, for me, I'm trying to keep these worlds apart. You know, it's like, who's over here? You didn't do nothing (laughs) to you. Leave it alone. Okay. And then here's the metal world over here. So there might be some, like there's a couple of tracks that have some kind of bluesy Sabbathy, kind right. of licks yeah. in the poisoner but for the most part i'm kind of like i'm not going to try to make like a blues rock or blues metal i'm not going to try to do that i'm just going to listen mm-hmm. to what these songs are telling me i let the songs tell me what they want to do nah. and um you know a lot of it's kind of all over the map but you know i like that i don't want black sabbath didn't do that right they yeah. were just all the time so yeah. you know i i try to be kind of spread out spread a little out bit all over the place styles. but so. it all makes sense <laughs> in the end well thank you thank yeah. you thank you very that, much that's why that's why i really like it because it's not like everything out today it always just seems so i guess um i guess the word for it like form form i can't even pronounce that word formulatic mate form I form 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 you formulaic something formulaic. like that exactly yeah, but it all seems like that you know and, and your album yeah, it's yeah. like i said it's a little bit uh, not crazy like all over the place, but like it, it just all makes sense. It just, it like like albums like in the back in the day. They it, it just had something about them where they're not just the same old uh, riffs over and over again, the same songs, and you can tell each song is different on your album, which is what I like. Well, you, know, thank you can you. tell one song from the other, which is good. A lot of bands do. Yeah, that and I well, thank you very much. And I can hear. I remember I could hear things in my head. I'm taking a shower and. Oh, and I'd run out of the shower and I'd grab my phone and I'd sing the line in the phone. Yeah. And uh and so that's how I pretty much wrote. I just tried to listen to it instead of just coming up with riffs on, on the bass, I would just try to listen to it and then recreate what I'm hearing. And then I would afterward I would say, Oh, that's kind of a merciful fate thing, man. You know, that's kind <laughs> of a Timmy Han- Timmy Hansen thing, you know. And or, or that's oh that's a Steve Harris kind of thing. So I could hear all these things that have been inside of me all these years, and they just kind of popping out and coming from all angles, you know. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it sounds like you had a lot of fun too. It's it's really it was good. work. It was hard oh, yeah. work. But it was... Yeah. yeah. Um, who got you into playing bass? I did. Um, oh. I was eleven years old. Uh, actually I was like probably eight years old, seven, eight years old. And I started playing, my mom had an acoustic guitar and I, I would hear like bass lines 
from like deep purple. And I would learn how to play the bass lines or, or cream or Led Zeppelin and stuff like that. And cause that's my mom, my mom, my parents weren't hippies, but they were hippie adjacent, you know, so <laughs> they kind of, they had Steppenwolf records and all that. And so I would play along with that stuff. And the first song I ever learned how to play actually was space trucking. It was okay. uh, deep purple. And, uh, so, you know, I plunked that on, on, on a, on a and I wanted a bass. I was really into kiss, man. And I thought yeah. Jason was so cool. <laughs> so I, I wanted a bass. And so I went to this pawn shop is in Charleston, West Virginia, and I'm 11 years old. And I saw this beetle bass and it was, you know, the, the, the violin shaped bass, but it had a scroll on top. And, uh, I was like, I gotta have that bass. (laughs) And, uh, I actually worked at a pet store, like sweeping the floor for like a day and I earned 10 bucks and I turned, took that 10 bucks and I put that bass on layaway. And then I walked home from school every day for that whole year and i would eat like toast or can of beans i mean i was like totally malnourished you know <laughs> but i had to have that base and i would say right. and here's this little kid coming in there and here's another 10 bucks mister you know putting that base on later i still have that base oh, really? i just love the sound of the base i love the sound of bass lines even mm. if it was like in a movie score or something yeah. you know I just love, I just, I just loved it. I don't know. And then when I was 12, I moved out. My family moved out. My mom moved out to Oregon. A friend of mine gave me Iron Maiden Killers. And that was it. Mm. I was off. That was yeah. it. It oh, changed, could, totally changed why. my life. Iron yeah, Maiden Killers. <laughs> I was off to the races. Uh, are you a fan of Alice Cooper at all? I am a fan of Alice Cooper. Yeah, I am a fan of Alice Cooper. You know, A Billion Dollar Babies is a brilliant album. That is a very brilliant album. Um, The reason why I bring that up because, yeah, the reason why I bring that up because uh, his bass lines on Alice Cooper albums, those always stick out to me for some reason. I guess maybe because he does, you know, those little in-between things and just stuff like that. You know, it's not too many bass players that do that kind of stuff. But, yeah, yeah, that's just some certain bass players do things like that that makes the songs even better because they're doing their own thing, you know, over the guitars and over Thank the drums. So, yeah. Thank you very much. I'm a fan of the independent bass line because, at, yes, you know, too. you know, it was kind of like the end justice for all kind of like, it's like the bass is just like uh carrageenan or something. It's like, Oh, it's just a little thickener that we're going to, it's like <laughs> cornstarch to thicken up the guitars. It's like, what the fuck, man? You got us a whole other instrument that can add a whole other dimension. Right. So, you know, not that I'm down and on Metallica. I love Metallica. I love Cliff, you know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he added that whole extra dimension, you know, to fill in those spots. But also, you know, you mentioned Alice Cooper. The bass was loud. The bass was loud in the mix. Yeah. And that's yeah. The thing about Maiden, too, is like, Oh yeah, made it don't always has it stick it. out. Yeah, yeah. Don't hide the bass in the corner. Yeah. Although I, th- I think Maiden has a reason why it's out in the out in the open. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Seeing Steve uh, oh, Harris yeah. kind of runs the show there. <laughs> he's driving the car. Yeah, pretty much. But you can't blame him. You know, he's 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 the Maiden sound. You know, you got to hear that that thumping bass in the background. You know, that's right. And without that, it's not Maiden. I don't think. You know, everybody else can kind of go, but without Steve, I think. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Amen. 
Um, I was very surprised to see that you like Merciful Fate. How big of a fan are you? I was, well, it's those first few albums and King Diamond. I love uh, Fatal Portrait and them. And, but that was that first, that first record, man. It had that flaming skull, Melissa. And I actually <laughs> bought it at a record store that was in town. But just because the cover was so cool. Right. And I was like, man, look at this. This has got to be cool. And I actually distinctly remember the day that I sat down and I put the needle down. And he's waiting in there. Oh, you know, I heard that voice. I'm like, oh my God, this is the coolest thing I've ever heard. And then Timmy Hansen, man, you know, this is like, or Hansen, I should say, you know, yeah, yeah. something on the bass. And it's just such a killer band and just really clever arrangements and still kind of bluesy, you know, mm-hmm. still yeah. kind of stabby and bluesy. So they had one foot in that, but there's like that early first wave black metal i really dug i i, I was really into celtic frost and wow. venom and stuff like that and it was still greasy you yeah. know that's like, like the blues term you know if it's mm. good it's greasy you know? <laughs> and that's what i liked about them is they would they were still they were technical they were progressive but they were still earthy and greasy you know right yeah raw, What's the li- raw. yeah exactly What's the uh, last uh, King Diamond or Merciful Fate album you've listened to? The last one I listened to yeah. recently? Mm. What was I listening to? Oh, yeah, I had that song in my head. It was a, it's the spider's lullaby. Oh. Wow. <laughs> that long ago? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, that's no, long ago. no, no, that, no, that's what I just, I, I just remember oh, just, that. Not well, that what's, ago. what's the last one you listened to? Oh, what's the are you, are most you, are you recent? still current? Yeah, are you still current listening I'm to his not stuff? A, I'm not as current. I'm not as current. I am the unfrozen cave woman of metal. <laughs> a lot of people are. I am. I don't I'm understand. just not that current. Although I am into uh, Avatar. I'm into Ghost. I I really dig um, uh, Behemoth. Uh, I think they're really g- great songwriters. I, I really dig uh, that that first Bachushka album was just crushing. I like a lot of extreme metal. It seems like yeah. even though I love uh, someone turned me on to Titan, the uh, Septic Flesh symphonic, and Dimmu Borgir and symphonic metal and stuff like that. Because to me, it's all about songwriting. Is yeah. it interesting? Is it textured? Are the arrangements interesting? Are you using these different instruments? in a way that um that is clever and complimentary so that's that's the main thing to me but as far as like the old school stuff man you you know i i love the new the newer maiden was Mm -hmm. the double double album um you like that i don't uh, like that book of souls i love book i love book of souls because he sang some of the songs are filler you know Mm. but the way he sang on that album he sang like a man who thought he was going to die. Yeah. Well, yeah, because he had cancer. When I listened uh, to that, he, he knew. He yeah. knew he had cancer. And he was singing like a man who would never sing again. So I think some of those vocal performances are just so heart-rending and heartfelt. So that's what I love about that album. But most of the Maiden stuff is like, I love Seventh Son and, and, and Power Slave. And it's kind of yeah. like Power Slave was like the bar. Are. Right, yeah. and the, the 
the last song on a record is 18 Rabbit. I'm kind of regretting that I put it last, but it's kind of where it needed to be uh, uh-huh. because that, that, uh, that I feel like that's my favorite song on the White Crone, The Poisoner. Yeah, I think so 18. too. That's one of my favorite ones. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, Thank like you. And that's very maiden and epic and it's multi uh, movement, has all these different parts to it and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But, uh, you know, that, that, you know, when we were mixing, I told Kevin. And uh, Kevin Hahn at Opal Studio, I said, you know, Power Slave, take a listen to Power Slave. Let's mm. look at where these movie parts are. And then let's modernize that so the drums are thicker and more modern. Yeah. So I just, yeah. I love you. I'm, I'm, I'm old <laughs> lady and I like the old shit. Hey, so, I can't blame you. With the, with the amount of stuff coming out today oh, and it's all kind of like, eh, I don't blame you. I thought, you know, there, there are some really good bands out there, but. Uh, there are. The, you know the classic stuff. You just really can't beat the classic stuff. Nope. And, they don't uh, make them like they used to. No, they don't. <laughs> Let me tell you, kid. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like you bring up, like you bring up Power, Power Slave and stuff like that. Uh, I definitely do hear all that in this album. I hear those those bass lines and just even some of the guitar work and even some of the drums. I'm like, wait a minute, am I actually listening to Maiden or what am I listening to here? Because it does somewhat sound like that era a little bit, you know. Thank you. I really dug Destruction too, that German band. So I was yes. kind of, I was kind of. Th- You're all over the place. Me- wow. You're like me. I was a mosh, I was a mosh pit kid. So <laughs> I grew up in the mosh pits and, and any lunch money or, or extra money that my mom would give me, I would be at this place called the Starry Night. There was mm. Pine Street Theater, Starry Night. There was the Satyricon. There were these places that metal bands and crossover bands would play. And, uh, you know, I was the weird girl that was in the mosh pit. <laughs> so, you know, I love the thrash bands. I remember I saw Slayer mm. early, early on, man. Oh, Slayer, wow. Megadeth, Metallica with Cliff. Wow. And uh, Destruction came through. Celtic Frost came through. But I really dug Destruction because there was mm. something that, like I said, again, technical, but still grooving, man. Still, still greasy. Yeah still raw and so there's there's a bit of uh i really loved a a lot of people kind of crapped on it the um the mad butcher ep Mm -hmm. it's just the four songs this drummer named oliver kaiser uh, you know he's like the man that i would listen i learned to play the e-drums and i would play along with with uh like reject emotions and learn how to play double kick by playing along with that guy so, you know, there's a little bit, and I put some Easter eggs in there. I don't know if you heard on the record some Easter eggs from different, it's like Tom G. Ugh. <laughs> oh, oh, you know what? I didn't even realize that. Ugh, Celtic I'm, Frost. I'm, when I listen to it again, I'll just, yeah. There's a little Judas Priest thing in the Venom yeah, song. Yeah, I hear that. And, and, oh, in mm-hmm. the Venom song? Oh, because in The Prisoner, you get a pretty high towards the end, too. That was in pretty the, good. And I noticed, too. Yeah, you don't go on like I know some vocalists like overdo it with the high vocals and stuff like that, and not, you don't do that on this album, I don't think, right? The Prisoner is the only one I think you go like really high, and then I don't think you do that yeah. too much throughout the album, right? You know, I do, I do some, but the thing is, it's like it's kind of like, well, like you were saying about bands that that aren't that multi-dimensional, you know, right? That, Better word, thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's like. It's the same thing with vocals. It's like if you're just up here all the time, it's right. like pepper. 
You know, yeah. I like pepper in my soup, but yeah. I don't want to eat the bowl of pepper. Exactly. So if you have to go, the whole time, I mean, King Diamond can he can do that all day right. long. He care. can get away with these. He's but right. <laughs> he would sing low and then he'd say hi, you know. And yeah. It just gets it just gets too much. And Judas Priest right. never did that. You right. know, Bob Halford doesn't. Yeah. He sing the song, sing the melody. Just to me, it's like sing the fucking song. You know, hmm. let the song yeah. tell you what it wants to do, and you don't have to be like, well, how can I? force this song into showcasing me showing off because right. i don't think that's what people really want to listen to i think they want to hear a melody that maybe they will remember later on you know yeah exactly yeah that's why I, I like it so that's why i like it so much because you don't overdo things like you know you don't overdo with the vocals it, the, if the song calls for a high-pitched vocal then then you give it that but if it doesn't then you know like you said don't force it in, into the song you know yeah. It's, Thank you. Thank you for noticing that. It's really good. Um, I'm, I'm going to say now, and I did this uh, mm-hmm. when I started this show uh, two years ago when I heard a, another a band, uh, for not for the first time, but their, their new album. I said his, and when did that album come out? I think that was like March or something. And I said that was my favorite album of 2018. This, your album is my favorite album of 2020. Are you it's, kidding it's me? Only, it's only well, March, it's, and it's already the my The year favorite. is young. Somebody's going to come young. out there and kick ass. No, I don't think so. The way it go, it's going lately, I don't oh, think man. so. Oh, man. Oh, dude. I'm, you're going to make me cry. I, I'm going to get for clumped. <laughs> no, seriously. That means a but, lot. Because I, I I, just the fact that you even listen to it start to finish. Yeah. Because I think of it as one big pill that you need to swallow. It's like, yeah. I love the album rock of the 70s. It's what I loved about Ghost. They're like, so let's make an album. Let's write an album front to back. So the fact that you did that and listened and that you dug it, I think you're coming from a similar place as me in a lot of ways. Musical taste. And we both love Maiden. Who doesn't love Maiden? Exactly. All right. So and that's, thank- and that's why I think I, I like it so much because it just has so many different things in there. Like I said earlier, all the songs you can differentiate every song. That nothing sounds the same, and you can just you know listen to this album from start to finish and not <clears throat> lose my voice and not get uh, bored of listening to it. Although you did scare me <clears throat> when I turned it on and I saw eighteen songs. I'm like, oh no, <laughs> it's going to be a long songs. album. There was eighteen Actually, songs I online. Think I think it's twelve. 18 Is songs, that's weird. I had to listen on Amazon, so let me see Let me see what it is. You it know what? Before. It might have been adding extra things. It's it's quite possible, because Amazon's it's, very weird. It's 12 songs. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, wow, eight, 18 songs. How am I going <laughs> to... I mean, I listen to uh-huh, stuff while I'm at work uh-huh. anyway. But yeah. like, I, when I listen to it, I'm like, you know what? This this album's really good, and it, it could have went even longer. You know, I wouldn't be bored, but Sometimes you never know. Some bands put out these 18-song albums, and there's, like, tons of filler, which there was not... Uh, no, no, oh, I'm sorry. Why I got confused 18 is 18 Rabbit. That's why. There is 12 songs. Oh, 18 Rabbit. There you go. Yeah, that's that's right. It's 12, 12 songs, yeah. Well, why is it called 18 two Rabbit? Two of them are intros. <clears throat> the song is... That song, 18 Rabbit, is, is about... Um, and it's funny, because I started writing that song before Maiden came out with book of souls so then they came out with book of souls as all this mayan shit and i'm like no and i'm like you know what's great i'm gonna re- release this song anyway <laughs> because 18 rabbit was like it's like the uh nickname 
of a Mayan king of Copan. And he was um, more of a peaceful leader and he was a patron of the arts. So when he ruled, he brought in all these artisans that came in and they carved all these incredible uh, stone works of art. And, uh, you know, they're all like pictures of him because he's, you know, he's the God King. So I kind of incorporated some of the real stories. There's nothing really mystical in the story, but it's actually telling the story of what happened to this King because there were other rival tribes that were jealous, rival kingdoms that were jealous of his power and his, the people loved him. And so they kidnapped him and you can find out what happened to 18 Rabbit <laughs> if you buy the album? <laughs> and please, yeah. where could people so buy the album? I just thought it was an amazing story. <laughs> uh, Bandcamp. So whitecrone.bandcamp.com. Uh, you can also buy it, you know, Amazon and all that. But that's like CD Baby, distributor, distributor. Dis- you know what I mean? It's, right. it's like you want to take it, if you want, if, especially if you want an autographed copy. I've got T-shirts, too. I've got patches. Um, so, you know, if you want an autographed copy, get it on Bandcamp and then I will go to the post office and the wonderful people <laughs> that are still working at the post office in harm's way of the right. COVID virus. You know, <laughs> are you wearing your mask and stuff? You got your mask on and stuff? No, they don't give us masks. They, Although I don't, they, yeah, I don't, I don't, got... uh, nobody knows I work at the post office. Now you just outed me. Thanks. No, no. <laughs> oh no. They know, you know, you can edit that part out if you want. I guess I could. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but no, they don't give us yeah. masks. I'll t- tell you what. One of the most famous blues men, uh, his name's Taronzo Cannon. He's a famous blues man and he's a bus driver in Chicago. Oh, really? So, yeah, there ain't no shaming working a working a day job. No, so, and he's working the, with the public. Oh, he's yeah. dealing with on some bus, shenanigans yeah. right now on the bus. So he's like, you know, could you please step away from me, sir? <laughs> <laughs> he's been actually, here, off on me. <laughs> actually, here they have them. Uh, the bus drivers they have them loading on the back of the bus now, all the passengers and everything. Are they doing that there too? No, I don't know. That's yeah. pretty small. That's yeah, and and I don't smart. think I don't think they're taking any fees right now either. I think it's all like free bus rides. Really? Now that yeah. that's cool. That, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, this is a weird, weird time to this is a weird time to live through. And thank God for this technology, you know, for Skype oh, oh or it's just you know I know you've been relying on it on it for for this program, you know, but uh, yeah. Everybody's relying on it now. So yeah. staying in touch. I've been, done some Facebook live shows. I've actually done because I've done some blues stuff. Uh, mm. And uh, actually, people were very generous on PayPal. I did this right. uh, the great the Great British Blues Festival put together a thing where I had all these different artists play for like fifteen minutes. So I had it was fu- it was funny. <laughs> the most viewers I had it was six hundred and sixty six viewers. I was like, oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody leave, please. I have to keep that number. <laughs> pretty cool. Oh, I, I might do a white crone karaoke because I have some instrumental oh, wow. tracks. So perhaps I will do, oh. you know. Oh, that's cool. A white I just dated. I just dated you on Facebook. So whenever you do that, I'll uh, I'll reshare that on our our uh, Facebook page. Okay. Right on. Yeah, we'll do. 
Um, I also noticed on this album, uh, there's a lot of Dio. Yes. Do I hear a lot of Dio? Very much so. Not yeah. only that, there's a song Vinny Apathy plays on. So yes, under I was going to mention that as well, yes. Is it Apathy yeah, or, so or a piece? It's, it's a funny story. It's Apathy if it's <laughs> Vinny, and it's a piece if it's Carmine. And right. if it's their dad, it's the Peachy. So I don't know. They couldn't. They couldn't decide. So uh, yeah, I I I I sang along with a lot of Dio. Uh, that's how I learned how to sing. Was singing with Bruce Dickinson, Ronnie James Dio. Um, and uh, yeah, it hurt when he passed away. That was rough. That was rough. Yeah. I actually couldn't even listen to him for a couple of years because every time I turn around, really. just the waterworks. Right. It was a yeah. while before I could listen to him without just bawling because that voice mm. just meant so much to me. So right. thank you for noticing that. Thank you for noticing that. And then, you know, I, I, I've got a blues rock, a blues rock tune on uh, the last Lisa Mann CD. It's been a while since I put out a Lisa Mann CD, you know, under my own name. Uh, mm. And there was a blues rock song that I wrote. It was, it was about people in prison not getting a fair shake when they come out. And I have that like that. And I was like, I can hear Vinny Apathy playing the drums on this, man. So I was like, maybe I'll cold call him. So I did. I cold called him. I said, hey, man, would you play a song on my record? Here's an example of what it's going to sound like. Send him a couple tracks. And he said, okay, sure. So I paid him a fee. He recorded it at home. And... Yeah, so he's on one of my blues records. So I called him back for this one. I was like, okay, this song is like 60 beats per minute. It's really slow. Mm. Who can pull off that slow beat like yeah. Vinny? Right. I, I had I had to have him on that. Yeah, I'm, I'm still like pinching myself. <laughs> he was like my favorite drummer, man. Even when I was like 13 years old. Or so, it's like, Vinny Apathy is my favorite drummer. Yeah. <clears throat> well, now you got so, him on two of your albums. That's awesome. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it is really cool. Okay. I, I actually, I, I have a band myself, and uh, yeah, I play drums. And um, I, we actually did yeah. an interview on. I have a King Diamond show, and uh, which is why I asked you about Merciful Fate earlier. And um, yeah, we, we in, actually interviewed Kim Ruz, which he's oh, barely ever. Oh wow! Yeah, he's barely ever does I any interviews. Look that up. Yeah, look it up. It's it's about a two hour interview. But uh, it was it was really cool. He's a really cool guy, and um, just talking to him, he goes, "You know, I I play drums still, and and I if you want me to do an album, I'll I'll record drums on your album. So I might even have him do stuff on my album. I don't care if he plays the drums for one of my songs. What do I care? You know, yeah. just having him him on something you know that I I'm doing is is cool to me. You know, yeah, very yeah. cool. Yeah, actually, <laughs> if you, uh, uh, what are we? <laughs> we're up to. Um, I think we're up to Abigail album. Are you a fan of the Ab- Abigail album? Oh, yeah. Abigail, I know you're in control of my brain. <laughs> oh! Maybe we can have you. <laughs> will you do a King Diamond song on your next album? Maybe I will. Maybe I will. That's a great one. I think about that one. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, maybe we can have you on the uh, King Diamond show. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, all right. I love I'd... me some King Diamond. I love me some King all right. Diamond. All right, cool. Oh, We're yeah. I'm uh... the googly eyes. <laughs> oh, yes. I, I forget about eyes. my... I was uh... like, yeah, okay, this is cool. That was from Conspiracy. That uh, yes. makeup, I think, was from Conspiracy. 
Yeah, yeah. But uh, I yeah. did a show with like uh, two other guys. So um, once we figure that out, I'll, I'll uh, ask you, and then, uh, we'll set that up. Get some get some female energy in there. Yeah, I, it, you're the second female <laughs> I've had on the uh, network so far. So we gotta get wow. some more females on the show. Yeah. yeah. My yeah. Th- the first one was uh, Annette Olsen. I don't know if you ever heard of her. Uh, who who's she with? Or is she she got her um, own thing. She used yeah. She used to be with uh, Nightwish. Remember Nightwish? Or do you know oh, Nightwish? Okay. Okay, Remember the girl that uh, took over for Tarja? Yeah, that's right. I like her. She, oddly enough, she sounds like a hard rock Olivia Newton-John. Oh, her voice, Amber, yeah, yeah. her voice. Next time you yeah. listen to her, you go, yeah. "Oh my god, yeah." It's that's Owen J, which <laughs> I think is an underrated thing. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. But uh, yeah, we'll invite you for that show. That'd be awesome. Um, That'd be what else awesome. would be awesome? Uh, who's who got you into singing? Um, I I love to sing to anything. Actually, my mom had uh, my dad was the one that had like the Cream and the Led Zeppelin records and stuff. Mm. My mom was the one that had Barbara Streisand and Melissa uh-huh. Manchester, and she had this record. I don't know if you remember, there was this kitschy record. Uh, there was a singer who was like a, an Incan princess, and her name was Ima Sumac. And she was like really extreme singer. And she could sing whistle tones, and she would sing these strange songs about animals of the forest and singing in her Mayan language and, and in Spanish. Mm-hmm. And it, it's like extreme vocals. And I would sing along with that. I didn't know what the hell I was singing, but I would sing <laughs> along with that. I remember one day I was singing, and I've got an older sister, Alice, and she goes, quit making your voice all wiggly. Because <laughs> I had vibrato, you know, I had vibrato. Right. So and she told my mom that, you know, did you know Lisa could sing? And my mom said, Lisa can't sing. <laughs> I said, well, no, Lisa. So, yeah, I sang along with, like, you know, uh, Judy Garland. She had that live Judy Garland thing. And I would sing along with that when I was a little kid. And then Kiss came along. And then, mm. you know, and then Iron Maiden came along. And then when Bruce Dickinson showed up and Ryan James Dio showed up, that was it. I'm in my room all day. And even King Diamond, man, I'm just in my room all day. Cranking mm. King Diamond. Ah! Trying to hit these high <laughs> notes and stuff. Singing Dio. You know. Your parents were cool with all the, uh... oh, yeah, I can't get that song. Uh, your, your parents were cool with the heavier uh, music? My mom was very cool. I have a funny story about my mom and Iron Maiden. I was watching that live Maiden. It was like that VHS that was out in the 80s, you know. I'm watching this thing, and she comes in, and she just is watching. And she goes, does he stuff his tights? I said, no, Mom. I said, Mom, this is Bruce Dickinson, of course. I said, no, Mom, it's the real thing. And then she sat down next to me and she watched the whole rest of the show. <laughs> <laughs> so she had, a, she had a little crush on Bruce Dickinson. <laughs> She's since passed away. You know, I miss her, right. Jackie. She passed away, you know, some years ago. Oh, I hear that. But uh, yeah, she was a stage mom. She was very proud of me. Mm-hmm. Let me make a racket. 
Let me yeah. bring friends over and just make a lot of noise. <laughs> Did they play instruments too, or were they in music, or, uh, music, and musically involved with any bands my, or anything? My my folks. Yeah. No, my my no, my mom played acoustic guitar and she would sing. And actually, she studied opera for a little while, just just mm. for her own enjoyment. And she there's there's a cassette somewhere of her singing Uden Beldi with a with a piano player. So she she could sing, but she she didn't mm. want to perform. She was too shy. My sister, her name her nickname is Zay Harrison, and she plays acoustic guitar. So she's got you know. A few albums out, or Butterfly Breakdown. Right. So she's more of a singer songwriter type, kind of like a kind of like um, Indigo Girls, kind of like in that vein. And okay. uh, so there's some musical stuff in the family, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, we were the ones that kind of really picked it up and and ran with it. And I it was just, yeah. I knew that was what I wanted to do when I was a child. You know, my mom even took us to a shrink when I was a kid because it was like, I'm going to be a rock star when I grow up. She's like, honey, right. you can't be a rock star. Not everybody can be a rock star. I'm like, no, mom, I'm going to be a rock star when I grow up. Mm. And so this, you know, this this family therapist was like, you know, I'm we're really concerned about your daughter. Really? <laughs> like <laughs> insisting that she's going to be. And so I'm not. I mean, I'm a full time working musician. This is how I make mm. my living. I mean, not now, oh. now that all gigs are canceled. But you know, yeah. uh, you know, as far as in the blues scene, I've been able to in the you know blues and blues rock i've i've been able to be successful enough to make a living at it and um uh and to get some streaming income even and some you know sound exchange and ascap and which you know that little bit it it helps right now i'll tell you that but i always wanted to make a metal record you know Mm -hmm. i always wanted to do it and and it just was it, it wasn't until 2016 it was actually i was voting in the grammys although i'm probably not supposed to say that either but oh. I heard I heard Ghost Cerise. Uh, okay. I heard Cerise, and I just heard that few opening. Like, oh boy, that because that kind of sounds like Slayer. The intro to that, right. yeah, 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 like a slower version. You know, yeah. you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, and then I love Ghost. They're one of my favorite bands. Even though everybody seems to hate Ghost, I, I don't know why, but I don't get it. I don't get it either. I don't get. It. I fucking love Ghost, and it so, was after uh, that I just started going. I heard these songs coming out. So I was really inspired by Ghost. I started buying their records and listening and going, wait a minute, you can just do what you want? You mean yeah. musically? You can just <laughs> do whatever the hell you want? And, you know, you don't have to listen to other people tell you what you should do. And that's really what, what inspired me to finally just say, that's it. I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to make this record. And I don't care what the blues police say. I don't care what other people say. I'm just, you know, I got to follow my heart. And right. and let this let the beast out. <laughs> and actually, Ghost is a little bit similar to how you work because the vocalist he pretty much does all the instruments himself. Yeah, and he, and has he a writes little... most of these things himself. Yeah, he writes yeah. on his own for the most part. Yeah. yeah, so that was a model for me too because you know it, because it was always in the back of my mind that. Well, you don't have a band. You don't have a metal band. You can't do this, you know. Uh, Although, and here's here I'll put a little wrinkle in this too, and I'll let you know. I joined a band. There's a band in Portland. I, I was looking some stuff up about you. Yes, I've yeah. Splintered Throne. Yeah. I was a fan of the band, and then they made this announcement. They were opening for Flotsam and Jetsam in Portland. And they made this announcement that their lead singer was leaving. And the friend that was with me was like, go talk to him. Go talk to him. I was like, really? I'm like, yeah. 
And so I ended up auditioning and joining this band. Of course, now we're on hiatus. We've had mm-hmm. another, you know, lineup change. And, and so, but, and we can't rehearse. So oh, yeah. what we've been doing, the band leader, Jason Moser, he set up a Zoom conference mm-hmm. call. Okay. And so, you know, everybody's recording parts at home and sending Dropbox and, mm-hmm. and, you know, and that's how we're we're regrouping and writing in this you know coronavirus era. It's really a trip. So, yeah. uh, although White Crone is a recording project, it's not a band right. because I I can't play guitar and drum, bass and sing and all that at the same time. So, <laughs> you know, I could put a band together, but it, you know that's a whole another subject. I've still got my blues band, but we are going right. to perform out as you know, Splintered Throne is going to perform, and that's another band that. That's another, you know, uh, uh, another project that's really into songs and songwriting. Yeah. And it's old school. It's the traditional stuff that I love. So yeah. um, I'm looking forward to eventually <laughs> we all come out of hibernation. That right. Splinter can get out there and we can kick some ass live. So I really yeah. want to get out there. And now, I'm not playing the bass in that band. They got a great oh, bass right. player. So, yeah, I'm just, just singing. It'd be fun. You can run around on stage. So I'm looking forward to that, too. So that's going to be the live thing. We, we might put a couple of white white crone tunes in there. If people, if people are asking, we might put one or two in there. It yeah. demands up for that? I, I think so, yeah. They've actually asked us about it a couple of times. So. Oh, really? So right, cool. that, might, that might work, you know, if, oh, if people are, are, are into it. <laughs> Why did the uh, singer, what was that? Mm-hmm. Well, the singer was living in Seattle, and we're in Portland. He's got a family, and they were commuting back and forth because he has uh-huh. a job that took him up to Seattle. And so they were commuting back and forth. It just became too much. It became too stressful uh, for him and his family to have him, you know, commuting uh-huh. all the time. He's got small How long... kids. Okay. How long has that band been together? A band has been together about ten years. Oh wow. Dick... Yeah. So they've got a couple of full length CDs out. And we put a single out, uh, the song Immortal. And yes, I just heard that. That was really good. I like that. Isn't that a great song? Your your voice, that, it, it just, it makes the music, I don't know, it's just, your voice is really good. So it just really adds you. to the music. Thank you uh, the other guy much. was The other guy was good because I was listening to some of the stuff that he did, but when I knew when, when I saw that you joined the band, I'm like, wow, this band's going to take a whole totally different, uh, maybe a different turn a little bit in the style a little yeah. bit. and. It yeah. totally adds something different to it. Well, thank you. Yeah. 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 I I really enjoy them. They're great guys. Great bunch of guys. Yeah. Well, hopefully everything, uh, you know, with this, this virus thing, everything just goes back to normal at, at some point. At some point it will. But right now it's like people need to take this seriously. And, uh, you know, I have, I have uh, an autoimmune issue that I take some pretty strong medications. So there are people, it's not just grandma and grandpa that we got to worry about. Cause like I have a friend who had cancer and she, they had to take all the uh, lymph nodes out of her arm to cure her cancer. So, you know, she doesn't have lymph nodes means she can't fight her immune system. Can't fight things. So everybody, we're all stuck. We're all stuck in our homes. We're not working. We're not going out to the bars. But there's a reason that we're doing this. 
There's a reason we're doing this. And and I'm one of those reasons, you know, protect protect me. <laughs> How's everybody acting well, there, though? Are the, <laughs> it's, are the people, like, because here, like, we went to the beach. I wasn't going to get out of the car. We we're just going to go look at the water, sit at the beach. We went yeah. down there. It was hundreds of people there. I'm like, why is everybody here? And they're all walking around near each other. Are they doing the same thing now by you? Are they yeah. still out and about? Oh, yeah. They don't get it. They have been. Uh, Kate Brown is the governor. She finally locked down the state uh, because oh, wow. people were like, oh, I'm just going to go for a walk in the woods. And like 700 other people are taking a walk in the woods and they're right. all just like right next to each other. So she was finally like, you know, that's it. That's enough. And, uh, you know, uh, the grocery stores have been really good. Post office mm. has been really good. They put tape. And said, everybody stand here. Stand where oh, I really? put the cone. Tape. You know, so people are spaced apart. And yeah. so they've been, you know, the vital services have been operating pretty well. But, uh, yeah, there's still people, man. They just they just don't get it. And, and the conspiracy theories, man, they're really far out. It's like, <laughs> oh, it's 5G well, and then Bill Gates, George oh, Soros and Laboratory and Tom Hanks is a pedophile and all this stuff. Like, <laughs> I love that one. And that one went on for yeah, like that that was, uh one of the other shows I do, I don't know if you know who uh, Timo Tolkien is. Do you know who Timo Tolkien is? From Stradivarius, know the band Stradivarius? Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. I do a podcast with him yeah. every week. Um, and oh, he's God, very much... See, I'm... Yeah, yeah. Rats Out Review Network. We've got tons of stuff on there. But uh, right. yeah, he's big into the conspiracy. I mean, I like conspiracy th- theories too, but uh, he's like all into this stuff. And, and he posted a thing about the Tom Hanks thing. And I, I'm just reading this thing. And it's just like, it sounds very plausible. But I don't believe it. It's it's just it too far fetched. Very possible that Tom Hanks is running a pizza part. You know the pizza parlor thing. You, it's the pizza. You never game know. Thing. And then the old no, group, God knows. No. God forbid what she's doing. <laughs> no, you know what? Somebody ate a bat. Okay. Oh yeah. That's, <laughs> it's like that's it's all this, and maybe happened. maybe it could be this and five G, and they cooked up in a lab. But it's like either that, Man. or somebody ate a bat. I'm good. And you know what? You know, it's like if you want to know something about music, you know, you talk to somebody with a music degree. You know, you want to know what's the 13th, you know, chord or whatever. You talk to an expert with a music degree, right? And they'll tell you what's up. It's like if there's something wrong with your car, you go to the guy who's an expert in fixing cars and you ask him what's up with your car. But as soon as a virologist says, this looks exactly like a bat virus it's no it's a conspiracy and tom hanks you know it's like no it's a bat virus it's pretty simple yes, it is. and actually i don't know if you've seen the there was a video somebody posted online with the the, the uh, market in china where all the animals yeah. and things oh, that they eat there man. so after you see oh, that you know yeah you that see that you right. gotta know that's where that's where this had to yeah. start from you know yeah and most just, people in china that's the thing. They're like, oh, these people in China are eating all this gross stuff. It's like, no, actually, it's a very small minority of people in China. Because I've been to China. I've, 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 I've traveled a bit in China. And they eat pork, and they eat chicken, and they eat beef. And that's pretty much it. They eat vegetables, and they eat pork, 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 a lot of pork over there. And uh, But there's a few pockets of people. I mean, hell, in, in, in Texas, people eat rattlesnake. Right. You know, yeah. In Kentucky, do you hear about the, the squirrel brains? No, people in Kentucky were eating squirrel brains, and they're getting like that mad cow kind of thing from no, eating squirrel. No. So they so they had to tell them to stop eating the squirrel God. brains. So you know, 
It happens all over the world. People eating some weird shit. It's not just Aussie eating bats. Right, yeah. <laughs> Good thing he didn't start the coronavirus gun. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> Who knows, right? Um, how do you yeah. feel about Ozzy? Because now he just came out. He has Parkinson's. Yeah, him and Glenn Tipton, man. That was heartbreaking. Oh, yeah. I, I, I forget about Glenn, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, yeah, I would watch the Jack and Ozzy show, and you'd mm. see the tremor. You know, you'd yeah. see the hands tremoring. But I also know, you know, I'm a recovering alcoholic, and I know what, really. you know, neuropathy is. There's some people that they drink drink so much alcohol it causes neuropathy so i figured that that's right. what it was but when they finally right. came out and said no he's got he's got parkinson's it was like yeah 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 that's totally believable but what a tough what a tough guy what a what a tough cookie i know he's uh, still hanging on and still uh put out a new album and everything have you heard the new album yeah i like it you know i yeah. i'm not crazy about the auto tune and it's a little too it's a little too overproduced for my taste, but uh, there's a couple couple really good songs I heard on there. So, yeah. you know, I, I'm happy that he's able to do it, but he really he really wants a tour. He really wants to yeah. play live. It's hard when you can't perform. It's hard right now. I lost 23 gigs. Well, actually, now we're up to like 26. My oh, blues wow. gigs gone on. So that's why I'm like, if you go online and you buy... Oh, thank you for showing that. The Poisoner. <laughs> Do you have one open? Because so it's isn't it like oh, a yeah. big thing inside? It's got a little a little lyric thing in there. I didn't go overboard. You know, I'm not. This is this has a little bit of uh, uh, first wave of black metal influence. So I'm not really big on you. you listen to it. It's not really a black metal album, but I really oh, like I the black metal. I love the aesthetic. So I yeah. found this work for this guy named Jan Vidra. He's an artist in uh, in, uh, in England. So he, he this beautiful work of art on the front. It's called the White Witch. And so you know, you see, it's very black metal looking. Yeah. You know, and yeah. this groovy, creepy snake, and and uh, but I had a lyric sheet printed up. So if people wanted to. To hear, uh, to read along with the lyrics, because a lot of them are stories. You know, these right. are, I'm really into storytelling. A lot of this is kind of occult based. You know, there's a song about zombies. There's a song about, uh, <laughs> you know, the poisoner is like a, a a priest kind of a character, Judas Priest kind of a character that transcends time and and mm-hmm. moves in throughout time and space and stuff like that. So it's kind of like that. And oh, here I am with my with my. Six string bass and my seven string guitar. So yeah, this is this is my main source of income is selling this, and also my uh, my blues CDs. So now where can so they get your blues CDs? Uh, those are on um, iTunes, Amazon. You can order them on Amazon right now because it used to be CD Baby. You could order them direct from CD yeah. Baby. You know what? I might even start a band camp for my blues stuff. I think you should. Maybe I should. Why not? Maybe I should do that, and then I can, and then I can sign these and yeah. send these to them. And, and also, um, I saw CD Baby. They're not going to be selling the CDs anymore. No, not direct. So they're going to yeah. do 
distribution um, right. to Amazon. Um, so it's it's kind of weird because yeah. you know they take a little fee, of course, uh-huh. and then they sell it to Amazon, and Amazon takes a little cut. So it's like right. everybody's getting a little piece of the pie. So you know, given that that's the case, um, because I really I like CD Baby. They're actually based in Portland. And I like the fact that people could just order direct from them. But uh, uh, they can order my stuff from musicmillennium.com. That's a store. Actually, both both of these CDs, um, the Lisa Man, uh, uh, all my discography, you can order from musicmillennium.com. And, and that's a record store. It's one of the few, like, it's a, a record store. They, you know, it, it's, it's one of the, it's, it's cool. They've got art. They've got. They've got albums, they've got cassettes, they've got CDs, they've got, um, you know, collectibles, they've got old-timey candy. It's one of those places, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So is, that, like is that based out by you? Uh, yeah, that's in Portland. That's in Portland, okay. Oregon. Right, cool. But that's online, too. They sell online, Music Millennium. And, uh, yeah, but the band, whitecrone.bandcamp.com, that's where uh, you can find The Poisoner. And I'm really glad that you dug it. I'm really glad that you're giving yeah, it awesome. high marks. And, uh, you know, but it's it's gotten high marks everywhere. Because yeah. I was so it. nervous. It's really good. Uh, and actually, when I was just I was just looking on Amazon, all the um, you know how you can rate like if you like the songs or not. Almost all the songs are almost yeah. all all rated like really high. I don't know. Oh, they see that. Look oh, at that. Well, that's cool. See, right on. That's so you know cool. people are listening to it, and you know people are really enjoying the album. Yay! Yeah, really? I was so nervous. I yeah, I hired a PR guy, Carcass Bomb from Noob Heavy, to promote it and contact people and let them know. And, and so I was always, oh, are they going to like it? You know? <laughs> it's yeah. like, yeah, they think it rocks. Where did you come up with the name White Crone? Um, I watched an interview that you did last month with um, Cosmonaut, Dead Cosmonaut. Mm-hmm. Yep. Remember they were saying, like, they kept coming up with names and and then yeah. and finding out that some other band had the name, and that's what happened to me. Because so I wanted to call the oh, project really? 18 Rabbit. And then I found oh. out that there was another band called 18 Rabbit. And I was like, really? okay, I have to come up with something else. And so I was saying, well, maybe it's, you know, should be something about me and tell people who I am instead of just this, you know, because I didn't, I wasn't even sure I was going to put my own, the Lisa Man name on it. So right. um, I was like, fine, I'm going to own it. Yeah, at least man made metal record. I don't care what the blues police say. So, but I thought, okay, it should, maybe it should be something about me. So it's like crone. Okay, I'm no spring chicken. So I thought crone, that's a good one because that's kind of the character uh, of is telling you stories. It's like the right. elder village woman who's telling you stories. And, and and I'm also, you can see I'm really pale. Yes. So I'm really pale. <laughs> I didn't want to say nothing. I'm white. <laughs> I'm very pale, and I'm old, so white crone. There you go. <laughs> All right. It works for me. <laughs> yeah, and it was fun because it was like, I'm going to get costumes, and I'm going to hood, and like astrology, and blah, you know. I'm going to get yeah. into it, man. It's like a, it's like a yeah. character. It's kind of right. like, uh, yeah, kind of like Papa. 
Yeah, a little Papa. bit. Yeah, do you, I, I, with all the bands that you mentioned, like with the, uh, yeah, like with all the ba- bands that you mentioned, like Ghost and, and uh, Kiss and everything. I guess you like that uh, that uh, theatrical stuff with the music, right? I love that shit. Yeah, yeah, I do too. A lot of people mm-hmm. don't, but I think it's cool. It adds more more to the music, you know, especially if you're playing live and then people have something besides the music to you know listen, you know, and yeah, watch. It's fun. It's a yeah. lot of fun. Yeah, and then you can also play another character. You don't have to be yourself. You're you're something else, you know. That's right. That's right. So the person hanging out in my jammies all day, <laughs> like I have for the past couple of days, making burritos and hanging out, <laughs> watching Walking Dead. <laughs> what did you think of uh, What you think of the the uh, well, not the last episode because that was kind of a little boring, but the one before that, last week's episode. Oh, oh yeah. That last scene, yeah. that what took so long thing. It's like we we like reacted. We jumped off the couch. We're like, oh my god! Yeah, didn't see that coming. <laughs> I did. You see it coming? No, I did, did not. You? Me neither. Yeah. Totally, totally like because I was kind of like uh, rolling my eyes at because some. That's the thing about Walking Dead. It's like sometimes it's so good, and then sometimes right. it's just like so it's bad. And like, you're like, I'm never watching this show again. Right. Like, I'm never watching it again. And then you're like, all right, I'll watch it. <laughs> and then they get you, right. and it's good. And right. that was watch... so good. Oh yeah. Do you watch the Fear of the Walking Dead too, or no? Yes. Yeah. I love. We we love. Uh, my husband is is a, a student of Latin jazz, so he's he's a fan of um, ah, what's the actor? Um, he's an actor, he's a piano player, Ruben, uh, Blades. He's a big fan okay. of Ruben Blades. So okay. Salazar, he played Daniel Salazar on the show. So that's kind of what, what got us into the show. The guy who's, uh, whose daughter, Salazar, he was, he was from the very beginning. He was the, he was the hairdresser that was, that was the Central American. He, 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 he ran with a Central American dictatorship and, you know, he has this sordid past and he was in the barber shop when the family first burst into the barber shop in the very beginning. Daniel okay. Salazar. He's yeah, a guy almost happy. burnt up. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, and that's another, so, just like, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's like with The Walking yeah. Dead. I mean, for a while I was, I, everybody's given up on it, but I, I, for some reason, I just have to keep watching that show, and, and I was ready to give up on it too last season. And and yeah. then uh, when this new season started up, and I guess they got a new producer or whatever uh, doing the yeah, shows. Yeah, that's and, true. And he also did one of the episodes from like back way back a couple seasons, and that was like one of the one of the best episodes that he did. Right. And now now he's doing this second half of the season, and I can see they really need to just keep this guy because he keeps it very suspenseful and just makes you yeah. want to watch the show again. Yeah. Yeah, I'm digging and in. Also, hey, got more keep... time. Right. <laughs> got more yeah, time right? to watch. <laughs> Might as well rewatch the whole whole thing all over again. Oh, man. Is there any other shows that you're watching? Uh, we we're digging uh, Better Call Saul because we love oh, okay. Breaking Bad. Love Better Call you, Saul. You, what was that? You the thing broke up. Oh, Better Call Saul. Oh, did you watch the new season? That's, yeah. Yes. Yes, yeah, we've been watching. Good, we still got new, it. still got new, new ones to watch. It's really good. Yeah, it's okay. really good, good writing, and we we watched a little bit of Witcher, but it's okay. kind of like I don't know. It's fun. It's kind of cool. <laughs> it's still right. Game of Thrones, but it's cool. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think that's uh, I based just, on a video game or something. That's right, or a comic yeah. book or something like that. Yeah, something but, like that. you know, I, I need to, you know, like I said, you know, I've been, it, it's been stressful. It's been bizarre. I've got friends who are sick. Uh, you mm-hmm. heard Death Angel's drummer. Uh, yeah. He's in the ICU. Yeah. Uh, Gary Holt has it. It's just everywhere. I have friends Actually, who have um, COVID. The uh, Testament singer, uh, Chuck, uh, Chuck Billy. Yeah, Chuck it. Billy's got it. It's like yeah. it's everywhere. So it's it's stressful. It's scary. Things are weird. So this past week or so, you know, I've been like, I've been cooking more. I've been watching TV. I've been relaxing. I've been arguing with people about politics, <laughs> Facebook and shit. You know what I mean? And it's like, hey. but now I'm, I'm starting to get more into the groove. It's like, it's okay. We're going to be okay. And uh, I'm going to get into the splintered throne. Those guys have been sending files and you know, start looking at the files, songwriting, putting some lyrics together. I've got five songs for the next White Crone CD that I have uh, basic forms for, front to back. And I have a few more ideas for other songs. And they're even more storytelling in a way. And it's more character-based in a way. It's not. It's not like a... A concept album but you know i'm going to try to use some of this time more productively than i have mm. been and yeah. uh you know because i have i have instruments i've got the e-drums i've got the recording program and editing and uh you know maybe i'll get get back to get back to work you yeah. know get get on the music you know so there might be a, a, a White Crone album sooner than later, I guess, right? I don't know. Maybe, maybe, you know, maybe it might take a, a while because, uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> I've got I've got the blues career. Let I've this got, one I, let this one sit had, for a while, though, because people I'm going to let this I'm going to let this one sit for a while. And I really want to thank you uh, for listening to it and for sharing it with people, because it's like that thing. If, if a tree falls in the forest and there's nobody to hear it. Exactly. You know, it's like that. That's the most terrifying thing for for any uh, artist is that no one will hear or see your work, and, right. and uh, you know, obscurity is death to the creative right. artist. So yeah. I really want to thank you for for doing this today and for sharing the poisoner with uh, with your viewers. I no really problem. appreciate it. I'm I'm gonna share it on Facebook and Twitter and on Instagram too because, like I said, this album I listened to it a few times today. It's awesome, and I, I didn't expect it to be awesome. And then when I heard, you know, finished listening to the whole thing and realized it is, it's it's a great album. And I'm definitely gonna promote it as good as I can, you know. Oh man, that means and hopefully, a lot. Hopefully, I can get you at least one sale. <laughs> yes, that's right. Help me pay my phone bill, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying. I will try. I will definitely try. I really appreciate. Uh, so, when where can people go? Do you have a website or no? Or I have a website. It's Twitter. Okay. It's whitecrone.com. and that okay. has you know little portals to you know the Facebook and to the Bandcamp and also to Music Millennium. Uh, so there's a couple of different ways to buy the CD from Bandcamp, from Music Millennium, also digital. Uh, Amazon, just, you know, everybody has their own favorite platform. Right. 
please. Uh, and, and if you could please, if you have a Spotify playlist, anybody out there, if you do or anybody else, if you have a Spotify playlist, it would mean a lot if you added, you know, the Dream of Tiamat or the Poisoner or 18 Rabbit or one of my songs to your playlist because, you know, we don't get a whole lot of income from streaming, but uh, it all it all adds up. And I did get a couple of songs from my blues uh, project on some really big playlists. And that that has that has helped me help me pay, pay the bills. So, you know, every every little ad, every little listen on these platforms, it really does help. You know, it, it uh, helps keep keep the music alive. It gives me an excuse to get back in the studio and make some more. Awesome. Everybody, and what about your other band, uh, Splinter? What was it called? Splintered, um... Splinter Throne. Splinter Throne. Throne. Yes. So right now, um, you know, we're in the process of writing. So we have three songs that are pretty well done. And it just needs to be, you know, mapped out for um, the arrangement and, and solos. And, you know, I like to say it's the bones are ready, but the, the elbows and the, nah. and the knees aren't quite done, you know. Right. And... And there's several different uh, ideas that are waiting to be crafted in the drop boxes. And, and we're all just kind of passing it around. It's weird because we can't be in the same room. Right, it's, yeah. you know, I actually never, I have never written with anyone else, really. Oh, really? Uh, very rarely. Uh, only, only once I, I, I actually sang and played bass on a project called Cry for Eden. And you can oh, okay. still find that out on the internet. And that I, I co-wrote or, you know, but my, mainly he was giving me files and said, here, could you write some vocal parts on top? And um, but for the most part, I've never written with anybody. And it's interesting because these guys all write as a group, Splintered Throne. And it's it's been a lot of fun, but it's yeah. rough because right now we can't we can't be in the same room together. Yeah. You know, Do they have a so, website that, that uh, people can go to. Um, I believe. uh Yes, it's splinteredthrone.com. It's that well, simple. Splintered I'm glad it's throne. everything's easy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then on there, there should be links to, uh, because we did release one single, uh, Immortal 2020, and that's the new, it's a it's an updated version of an older song. And that was written uh, by Jason Moser after Lemmy passed away. And so to me, when I sang the song, I was thinking about Lemmy. I was thinking about Ronnie James Dio. I was thinking about, um, uh, you know, just all those those wonderful musicians who've who've you know meant so much to us, and Jill Janis, you know, who've passed away, and uh, you know, so I tried to think about them while I was singing that song. So that song, I, I I think it I think it turned out really great, and I'm really looking forward to this next CD. It's a it's going to be a little weird, kind of crafting music together remotely like this. But I think we could do it. We could, we have the technology. It's like the six million dollar man. <laughs> right. Exactly. A lot of people are doing it, so it, you know it, it works. So that's right. That's Yay, right. Well, multi-tracking. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, I really appreciate you. Don't go away. I just want to talk to you before we uh, end this. But yeah. um, thank you very much for coming on the show. Oh, I really appreciate it. You froze. Did I? Am I back now? Am I back? Did I come back? Hello? Come back, Wayne. Am I back? How about now? Come back, Wayne. Come oh, back. There's too many, there must be too many people using Skype. 
How about now? Yeah, probably. probably. Oh, yep. I'm back. Okay, talking good. To their audience. You're back. Probably. But, uh, yeah, I really appreciate you coming on the show. And um, I'm going to definitely invite mm. you to the King Diamond show. So that'll be fun. Yeah. Oh my God. Are you are usually good uh, like uh, later in the, at night? I'm good at any damn time. Okay. Mornings aren't so hot. As I you see that. Can tell. <laughs> yeah, mornings no, I'm like uh, I'm still like I need to make breakfast and have tea and get in the shower and all that stuff. That's fine. But we, uh, we yeah, no, I'm, anyway, so that's good. I'm right, good, good because, like I said, oh, I lost all my gigs. So. We'll get you some, uh, maybe, hopefully, some exposure on 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 these shows here. But, uh, yes. Every, and please buy the White Crone album. You will not be disappointed. I promise you. I wouldn't tell you. I wouldn't have her. I actually would not have you on the show if I didn't like the album. So there you yeah. Go. Well, that makes sense. That make sense. <laughs> Although no, that doesn't really make true because I've had some bands that. Eh. Well, you know, but they have fans. They have fans. They have fans, and there are some songs that I do like. So I, you know, what it is, I like to even if I don't like the band or or their music or something, I I do want to help bands out because you know I yeah. I'm I've played in a band, you know, and I I know what it feels like yeah. to try to get your music out there to people, and it's it's not easy, you know. It's rough. So if I can help you, even if I don't like it, somebody else watching the show is going to like it, you know, not just That's me. Right. It's not all about me. So, yeah. but please go by go by the uh, White Crone album, and uh, it's called The Prisoner, right? No, no, The Prisoner, The, the Poisoner. Poisoner. Which? Why did you pick that name for the? Uh, yeah, sorry, I'm thinking of the uh, Iron Maiden since we talk so much Iron. Yeah, Maiden. yeah, uh, yeah, why, yeah, yeah. It's right. Before um, we go, I didn't know, even think. Why'd you pick that song? I had to title? think about. It. I was thinking about, thinking about, thinking about it because I it was a lot of it was like I recorded these songs. I had these songs. I actually, I'm, I'm glad because I didn't really have to jettison any songs. Um, it's not like I recorded some of the songs as, oh, well, this isn't going to fit. For the most part, I was like, yeah, everything really fits. And I was like, well, now what do I call it? You know, and I wanted to call it 18 Rabbit. I was like, no. And then I, I got the image. I found the image. It took me months to track down the artist. And I saw that white witch, you know, and I was like, okay, I think just the track The Poisoner would be good. Plus, I made a video for The Poisoner. Right. So we yeah. made a full production video with actors and everything actually they're not you know my friend is actually the abbot of a zen center nearby and so it really is the abbot of a zen center that gets poisoned so they're all friends of mine and uh cypress jones did the video so i just figure okay that's the single you know let's call it the poisoner it kind of just the feel kind of fits with the the art and everything like that it's it's creepy it is creepy. Is there going to be another video for one of the other songs? You know, I I I have planned on doing that, and it's just a matter of it's it's tough to fund something like mm-hmm. that. It's really hard yeah. to get the funds to do something like that. So, I would like to, but I may put out some. I may make some more like slideshow videos on my own and just see what I can do. Like I said, I got more time. There's video editing software out there, but as mm-hmm. far as right now, it's like. Even planning a, a, a production video is impossible right now. So yeah. we'll see. Well, a lot of people, a lot of people now, even like a band I just, uh, I, another band that I, I'm very close with, uh, they just released their first EP last year. Um, they have a lot of um, lyric videos. So yeah. they'll, they'll like 
they have like a green screen, so the singer will do some, you know, singing in front of the green screen, and will add some backgrounds and things like that. Then I'll yeah. have the lyrics come across and add some other things like that. So those yeah. are huge things to do now. So maybe yeah. do something like that. And it's, it's cheap; simple. you don't have to pay anybody to do it. You can do yeah, that yourself. and it's simple. I might just try to do that. Yeah, yeah I think so. But you need to have another video or something to put up. On I YouTube. know. So. Believe me, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for the reminder. I will. All right. You're welcome. All right. So, everybody, please go to ratsaladreview.com. Please buy a T-shirt. We need some money, too. Not just the white girl. But please give her some money, too. Please buy the album. It's very cheap. It's not expensive. And she'll even sign it for you. So, please go buy it. And uh, go check out all of our other shows that we have on uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. And subscribe to the YouTube. And we will see you next time. Goodbye. Thank you. No sanctuary bar.